What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Really want to thank everybody for tuning in. Episode 91. This one's going to be a special one, guys. Not that none of the other ones are special. I think all my podcast episodes are special in their own way. Look at me sounding like a parent of four kids trying to <laughs> trying to not say who's my favorite. Nonetheless, this episode, it's, it's, a, it's a very special one because we're dedicating it to Kobe Bryant. But before we get into this week's discussion, before we get into the conversations that were had, I did want to remind you guys that this available is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, if I didn't already mention that. We're also part of the Big Heads Podcast Network as well. And if you don't know what the Big Heads Podcast Network, I recommend you check it out. It's a podcast network, which is home to many great podcasts like the Mike and I podcast, but they're also home to podcasts like In a City Like Yours podcast. If you're looking for a little bit more information on the show, here's a quick commercial describing what they're all about. I'm Michael, the host of the semi-monthly podcast, In a City Like Yours. Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think. And keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. Boom, Noah Alvarez, back in action, here for episode 91 of the My Mike and I podcast. And I'm really excited for this one, guys, because this one is for Kobe. Kobe Bryant, as of the day I'm recording this, is February 6th. So we're now almost two weeks since the passing of Kobe Bryant, one of the legendary basketball player, legendary Laker, just a legendary human being. And so for this week's show, I had on different personalities. It's not like a typical show that we do here on the Mike and I podcast where it's me interviewing another personality, a guest, an artist, or something about their craft. No, this one is, think of it more of testimonials. Think of it more of people sharing their experiences. And I have different people chime in, chime in from my coworkers, from old friends that I've had since high school, from colleagues that I had and worked with in college and after, and so on and so forth, basically share their experiences, their favorite moments, their favorite Kobe stories, and what Kobe meant to them. So without further ado, hope you guys enjoy episode 91 in memory of Kobe Bryant. Growing up, Kobe was everything, man. Um, just the reason why I got into basketball, into sports, really. Uh, what's funny is I'll, whenever I do talk about Kobe or Lakers in general, I always go back to the first game I ever watched, which a lot of people typically do anyways. But uh, the first game I ever watched was the iconic comeback against the Trailblazers. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, it's iconic Bryant to Shaq alley-oop moment. And that to me was just like, wow, this was really cool. Uh, just seeing how like everyone in the crowd was going wild. Uh, I had family over, we were just watching it and everyone was going wild. So ever since that game, I was like, this is dope. Like I need to start watching more of these games. And ever since then it took off, right? Like watching the Pacers that year, 
uh, Lakers and Pacers that year, just watching Kobe in general. Uh, so in terms of basketball, he meant the world to me. It's like, he's the reason why I play basketball. He's the reason why I even like watch basketball. Ever since he retired, I wouldn't be able to watch like an entire game. I think the first like entire game I watched was actually his jersey retirement by the Lakers. Um, that and like the Christmas game this past year. Other than that, I haven't really been able to watch like a complete game uh, just because it isn't the same to me. Uh, with all due respect to like LeBron, Kevin Durant, all those different players, Kobe was just in a league of his own, in my opinion. Right? It's like he he brought a different type of mentality that you don't see often. Uh, there's players like Jordan. There's players like Magic, like Bird. But Kobe, the way he approached the game was something that I took away from. Not just what I took away from Kobe was like it's not just applicable to basketball; it's applicable in life. Uh, you can never be over prepared. You can never work too hard. You can always better yourself, and that's what I really appreciated from Kobe. Uh, everyone knows Mamba mentality, right? Uh, you always want to bring the Mamba mentality regardless of what you're doing. So to me, the Mamba mentality meant being better with school, being better with work, especially on the court. Uh, just never giving up, never backing down, uh, especially with life, man. Life, life gets hard on a lot of people. Uh, I'm blessed to say I live in SoCal. Like, I, I'm pretty comfortable in life, but I'm also... I'm also a human being. I'm going to be tested with different things. So the mama mentality is something that always gets me through something that I'm dealing with. Uh, it makes you really think about what's really important. It makes you want to better yourself. Because uh, we're not perfect, right? Like You always want to get better. So to me, mama mentality was a great way of focusing on a lot of things, especially school too. Um, it just sucks to see that him and his daughter, seven other passengers, it's really tragic, uh, especially with like more of the details on the um, accident happening. It, it just breaks your heart, you know? Um, not only what he meant to the game, but um, just like as a family man too, you know? It's like, it's something you don't want to see, regardless of who it is. Um, and what sucks more is, I, I saw a quote, it said, we were selfish and we were lucky and selfish enough to get Kobe for 20 years where his family only got him for four. Mm -hmm. And that hit deep just because like, you don't know the good times until they're gone. Right. So seeing Kobe with, uh, with his family was always like a cool thing just because on, in his career, he, he had a rep of being stern, of being mean, of being rough with like teammates, whoever it was he he was like a rip throat uh rip your throat kind of guy so seeing him after retirement being amazing with the fans amazing with his family it was a really cool switch seeing that right uh and it kind of reminds you of like not to be insensitive or anything about this it kind of reminds you of like the tony stark arc in a way like a selfish guy that you just see like so about him turning into, like, a hero in the end, right? And you see that in his later years. He, like, goes from the villain to a hero. Um, so to me, Kobe just meant so much. Um, he not only inspired me to be better on the court, 
inspired me to be a better basketball player, be a better like person to my family, to my friends. Um, and I, I said it in my Instagram post, but he was a teacher to me, you know, he taught me how to give back. He taught me how to stay focused, um, believe in myself, all those different things that I'm sure millions and millions of people can understand and empathize with. Um, but even, even after his death is like, he's still teaching me, uh, to not only, uh, not take life for granted, but he's showing me that you never know when your time's up, you know, we grow up with the insinuation that our heroes are going to live forever. Uh, even when the news struck, everyone's like in disbelief. Uh, Shaq even said, he's like, I didn't believe it. Derek Fisher, all those players, everyone that knew Kobe just kind of had that image of him being like immortal in a way. Right. Um, but it, it kind of gives as unfortunate as it is, it kind of gives like a reality check to all of us that, um, be kind to your like friends, be kind to your parents, your siblings, whoever it is, because you're ne you never know when your time's up, you know? Um, and the sad thing is like, who knows? You, you just never really know. And we live in a world where it's me first. It's always, let me get to work first, right? It's always stuff where you're trying to outwork someone. It's always a competition. Um, as shallow as it is, some people do that with Instagram. It's like, I got more likes. I got more comments. And at the end of the day, man, it's it's all a bunch of BS. <laughs> it's, it's all BS, dude. Uh, that stuff's not going to benefit you in a couple of years or whatever it is. It, it might get you popular, but it's not going to do much, right? Um, so the way that Kobe like helped me look at my life now is like, always always say what you want to say to your friends like make sure you say the i love you to your parents before leaving the house uh, make sure you tell your siblings how much you care for them regardless of what's going on in your life or whatever happened between you guys just keep that crap away you know it's like you never know when your time's up um and i was telling my family this but growing up Shaq was the funniest basketball player i've ever seen and even on in the all-star games he's always messing around always having a good time but this past couple of days seeing him like on tnt like crying and just being so upset um it it broke me down just because like the way he was saying how he never really got to cherish those moments with kobe he never really got to say like what he wanted to say to kobe and that kind of like hurts you a lot right it's like you never know when i'm like i never know when i'm gonna go and I would always want to let my parents know, like, I love them. I always want to let my siblings know, like, I love them. So, like, death is untimely, but it's something that we all got to experience. So it is sad. It is really um, devastating, especially to the family, um, Kobe's family, the families that are effective, uh, affected. Um, it's just something you never want to see, right? And... It sucks, man. It sucks. He was he was truly a superhero in his own right. Um, not like the superheroes that are like firefighters or like police officers, stuff like that. He was a superhero in which you made him look... It makes you feel like he's fake. It's like 
the stuff that he did on the court just made you like not believe it was possible um just because like the impossible shots he's made and the crazy stuff that he's done on the court where like dropping 81 points like stuff that seems so unfathomable uh it just makes him look fake almost but and the in like the ironic part is like he was also the most real with it like he always said is like i wouldn't be here without my hard work right and it always showed he would always practice like early at 4 a.m he would try practicing before everyone got to the gym and his work ethic was just unmatched um and it it really is sad not just for lakers and basketball but just um sports la uh, the world in general you know um i was actually on my way to disneyland when i heard the news and i i could tell i could tell you i've been to disneyland many times but i've never felt that eeriness in the crowd as much as i did that day um you could tell everyone was stunned everyone was just like what just happened you know it was like is it real is it a hoax uh some messed up like dude made a like hoax out of it it's like who knows you know it's like photoshop in this world goes a long way um so it it is a um, it'll it was a little bit hard to believe at first um and it sucks man but like no matter what fan base you were from it affected you um doc river said he's like it doesn't matter what team you root for or what uh team you play for today we're all lakers and um it just goes to show that impact that he had um even with like the opponents that he had like the most beef with is like you see them giving so much homage and like so much respect uh especially guys like lebron d wade uh, chris paul all those different athletes that are like probably in the top 10 <laughs> um so it, it's definitely sad to see it's definitely heartbreaking um but like i said kobe was like the world right it was like he not only repped la for 20 years but he he embraced la like he wanted to show what la is known for like he had that hollywood smile he had that um pop culture like he had that swagger that you just can't really finding a lot of people and that's what he meant to me like it, it it's crazy because whenever i watch his youtube videos I, I like try mimicking everything that he did uh on the court like his footwork his like game tying shots all those different things like i would i would try to do at the gym even the past couple of days when i've been going to a gym it's hard to look at a basketball or the basketball court the same because in my mind, I'll just go ahead and be like, oh, that's where Kobe hit the game winner against the Suns. I'll be like, oh, that's where Kobe tied the game against the Raptors. It's like, oh, this is where he hit, uh, he got his 81th point, like, on the free throw line. It's so many different things like that that, like, just hits you different. Um, and like on my post that I said is, I always wish I got to meet him just so I could say, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you for making like not just me but so many others like believe in themselves uh make them like achieve what they want to achieve make them great at what they want to do and just work hard right uh, 
because without your work, uh, without your work ethic, you're not really going to do much. Um, because you get what you, you get what you put into it, right? That's the iconic saying. So it's difficult. It's difficult to process, but the best way to honor Kobe is just living with the Mamba mentality, in my opinion. So you just got to accept that he's not with us now, but uh, carry on the torch where Mamba mentality exists, right? So that's what Kobe meant. To be honest, Kobe has meant so much to me just because of my upbringing. Watching him play, he was the first jersey I ever owned, uh, the purple number eight Kobe Bryant jersey. And I just I fell in love with his game because there was some understanding that I had at a young age of just how bad he wanted it and how hard he went to get it. But I'll never forget, it was, I believe, 2004. Um, I went to the Staples Center for the first time to see my first Lakers game. I went to the Staples Center when I was five for the first ever time, but seeing the Clippers, it wasn't the same as seeing the Lakers. And it was preseason, and if anybody would remember, it was around the time where the Lakers and the Clippers would play a double header. So the Clippers would play first followed by the Lakers. So that one ticket and got to see two games. Sweet deal. Somebody from a church that I went to was a season ticket holder. So he gave myself and my dad two tickets to see the game. And we had great seats. We were sitting behind the basket near the Lakers bench and out of the corner of my dad's eye, he sees Kobe in the middle section watching the Clippers game. And I get bright-eyed, and I'm like, we got to talk to him. We got to see him. I was probably like nine at this point. And Stapleton is security, if anybody knows about Stapleton security for a Lakers or Clippers game. They're very anal. So if you do not have a ticket in that particular section, do not think about trying to go in a certain section. So I was not able to meet Kobe that day. I was able to see him. That's as close as I'll ever get to Kobe. But at that time... And a couple of years after that, it was kind of the motivation was, I'm not going to be sitting that far away from you again. One of these days, I'm going to be sitting across from you or next to you and to be able to shake your hand and say, thanks for being that star I always tried to catch. Because I saw you when I was nine and you were sitting too far away where I couldn't speak to you. And I wanted to make sure that I would have an opportunity where I didn't sit that far away from you again. Um, and I tried to do it, you know, trying to play pro ball. I had aspirations of being a professional basketball player, uh, getting kicked off a team in 
high school, my junior year, you kind of see that dream dissolve. But loving to talk about basketball and finding out that you could write about basketball and still talk about the Lakers that way, I said, okay, this will be my route to meet Kobe one day. And now that he has passed, it's heartbreaking to know that I will never be able to have that dream. I'll never be able to have that opportunity to shake this man's hand and just tell him thank you for being in the league and motivating me from a distance. That's the hard thing. I'm upset. Um, This is something, to be honest, I don't understand fully. I feel like there's things in life where over time you, you tend to understand, whether that's how you were brought up as a child or past hurt or why you had to move here or why you had to go there. This feels completely different. I'll be honest, I still feel like I'm in some weird dream, some weird space where everybody is mourning the passing of Kobe Bryant, but I'm feeling like there's going to be a time when I wake up and Kobe's fine and I'm not watching highlight tapes and something in my heart and my head is telling me Kobe has passed away. And not only him, but his daughter. And that has been very hard for me for the last couple of days. I've gone to work, and I have been donned in Kobe Bryant gear. I have worn both of my Kobe Bryant jerseys. I've worn my Lakers jacket. I didn't know that I would take it that tough, especially when some co-worker at my job We always have this thing before he leaves, he'll look at me and he'll throw up the peace sign and I'll I'll point at him and I'll be like, all right, man, you know, like be safe out there and, you know, I'll feed him off. He put up the peace sign and I pointed at him and he stayed at the door and I was wondering why. And then I looked down and saw that he had changed that two to a four. And I could barely get it out, man. I was like, always. And it's really been tough. Um, Being a California native, Lakers is all I love. Lakers was all I knew. Kobe was all I knew. And there was kind of a changing of the time with me where it was kind of this you're working hard and you want it bad and you stay up at night because you are studying other people in your profession and seeing what they do and how you can get better through that. But then there was also this other side of it to where now it was not just studying, but asking questions and then also trying to enjoy life. And that's where I feel Kobe was at, at 41 years old. He still had the Mamba mentality with, you know, wanting to do movies and the Mamba Academy and coaching his daughter and all the other girls. But 
this was a time for him to really just enjoy life, be a dad, be a husband, get all this free time now. And I feel like he was motivating everyone from a distance because we all didn't meet him, but we all thought we were a part of him because we grew up in L.A. We saw him win the championships. We talked about him in watering holes and at school and wherever you were. The name Kobe Bryant got brought up and everybody knew who you were talking about. And you didn't have to say his full name. All you had to do was say Kobe, and everybody knew who you were talking about. It's tough saying that name and not just saying damn behind it. Because this guy has actually gone to the other side. And, um, you know, I I definitely want to just say thank you to him for being the motivation and kind of giving myself and Noah and everybody else who's going to be talking on this pod, just giving us the blueprint of what it means to have the Mamba mentality in whatever it is we do. And I want to thank him for the memories that he's given me but he's also taught me not to hold grudges and not to have beef because you never know. And you can hold on for something for so long and then something happens to that person or something happens to you. And when the dust settles, it could have been as simple as a sorry. It could have been as simple as a conversation to where even if you weren't going to be friends after that, there was some sort of understanding there. And um, I'm glad that there are people in my life that through his passing, I've kind of been able just to say, hey, I'm sorry if I did something, you know, that was out of line or out of pocket. And for that other person to do the same thing. Um, so Kobe just through his life and now his passing, he's still teaching us so much. And um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be tough knowing that um, he's not he's not with us anymore. Um, that big part of my life, but um, there's now a hole there that I don't know if that's going to be filled by another player, another person. Um, But that'll always belong to Kobe being blind. So, um, Kobe, man, thanks for the memories. And uh, you and your daughter rest well. For me, I grew up a Laker fan because I lived in L.A. L.A. County, like, that's you automatically become a Laker fan. Um, Unfortunately, my family wasn't big on basketball. We didn't watch it often. But when we did, you know, we watched the championship games. Of course, we were all rooting. We were bandwagoners, if you want to say. But as far as, like, Kobe, like, he influenced the world, like, beyond basketball. He was bigger than that. Um, It's 
like after what happened, um, it's crazy to see like all these stories that are coming out now. People, things you don't know about. I read about him visiting a kid that was dying from cancer, and like that just ugh, it was. It just goes to show how great of a person he was, and um, it's just sad that the world lost someone so big. He was a giant, like he was big, like he was huge. China is mourning the life of Kobe Bryant, and that's insane, you know. And I like, I feel so hard for his family, and I've been like crying at, at random times just small things like will remind you of him and it's like dang like we really like we're really mi gonna miss out on stuff but in a way like I don't know he taught us so much it's like he left us with this like mental the mama mentality it's such gold and like that was like I feel like the most important thing he's ever done for anyone is the Mamba mentality. But I just appreciate everything he did for everyone. I appreciate for what he did for the people around me. My boyfriend, he looks up to him and I know like he had a hand, not directly, but indirectly had a hand in like how he is to make him a better man for the future men that are coming into the world, you know? And I feel like his worth ethic will be passed down generations beyond us, you know? And I think that's very powerful. And I'm really grateful for everything he did. And especially for girls. He loved his little girls. He, he, oh man, his academy and everything that he's done for these girls. Like, um, Derek Fisher in his interview uh, with Big Boy, it was talking about how how he would get involved with like the Sparks because he felt like we needed to start getting behind the women the way we do with men. And so that was something he was invested in. And I feel like it's something that we should listen, you know, um, follow his example, you know, and it's really important. And I'm just, you know, it's overwhelming. This information is like just overwhelming. You know, we got to get through it, but keep going with that, you know? My first impression of Kobe comes on the night of a 1996 NBA draft. I was nine. I was in Chula Vista watching the draft from my grandparents' apartment. And we're babysitting my cousin. And we're watching Allen Iverson get drafted, Stephon Marbury. And a few picks later, some random dude who I ever heard of, and Kobe Bryant. And they said he was from high school. And I'm like, well, who's drafting this high school team? I saw it was Charlotte Hornets. I'm like, ah, okay. And then next thing you know, they announced he had been traded to the Lakers. And this is like, I think right before they signed Shaq. So I'm like, dude, are the Lakers trying to look bad? And then, it, I mean, what all did we know? Just how great he was going to become. Like I watched the 97 slam dunk contest that he won. 
and that just seemed like the beginning. And then '98, he won, he was All Star game in his second year as a starter, and he wasn't even a regular starter for the Lakers yet. And I just found that as I grew, I got to watch his career grow. So I saw him from the beginning when he was a little baby baller to the Hall of Fame legend that he would become, you know, troubles and all. And even though I was a Clippers fan, I still had a deep respect for him because I got to see Jordan in his prime and I got to see him at the end when he was still great. And yet Kobe just, he had that Jordan-esque quality about him. It was effortless to him where the rest of the game was trying to catch up to that kid. And then LeBron came in the league and everyone had anointed him the great one, not realizing that we already have the next great one right there in Kobe Bryant. The only thing was he had Jack next to him, so no one gave him credit. But then you saw once Jack was gone, Kobe took that team. He made the Lakers his team. You know, the, the most prophetic example of his greatness, obviously, that 81 points he dropped off Toronto. I watched that whole game, and I was just like, damn, I really think this guy might be, like, top five all time. Because he had done something that not even Jordan had done, you know. And then towards the tail end of his career, once his body started breaking down, like, you wanted to feel bad for him because he gave the basketball world so much for so long. And for the end to go like that, you're almost like, this is unfair. But then what do you know? his last game of his career, bum knee and all, and he goes out and hangs up 60. Just like, I told y'all I wasn't watched. You know, we you saw Kobe post-career. He, you know, he went out and won an, I believe it was an Academy Award or an Oscar for best short film when no one knew Kobe was into movie making. And then he went and became the best at that in his first film. And then he was an AAU coach for his daughter Gianna's team. And you saw the love he poured into it, the dedication, just like in his career. He passed that on to his daughter and her teammate. I mean, he was teaching them the triangle. And, you know, he took her to college games, to WNBA games. She was destined to be a great one, just like Kobe. And that's what makes it worse, is that we may have not had a boy Kobe, but we were going to have the girl version, and now we'll never get to see that. You know, as, as someone who is a father, and a black man specifically, seeing the dedication and the heart he gave to his girls, to his wife, and his relationships, that's something we strive for, man. And I was listening to Bomani Jones the other day. He said something that really 
put it into perspective. Everybody wishes that they cared as much about succeeding in something as Kobe Bryant did about succeeding in basketball. He was an example of drive personified. You look in the definition, you look up ambition and drive. That's Kobe's picture right there. And so going forward, you see this whole generation of players that grew up idolizing Kobe. Paul George, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. I mean, the list goes on and on. The idea of the Mamba mentality, that's going to stick. You even see LeBron, who everyone had said he's going to take on that mantle. He's like, no, Kobe was on a different level, man. Just like MJ was on a different level. And so now that argument of who is better, Kobe or LeBron, that's dead. LeBron has squashed that. You know, and even MJ, but Kobe was like a little brother to me. I saw flashes of me in him. And so you have two of the three greatest players to ever grit the basketball court saying, no, Kobe wasn't equal. So now, as fans, as people who enjoy basketball, the only acceptable way to look at that argument is that MJ, Kobe, and LeBron all share the same throne. And in my view, that's a hell of a way to go. And I, it, it was hard. You know, when I heard the news, I, I was shook. You know, my wife, who doesn't follow sports, she's like, oh, no. She knew that this was a big deal. All of my non-sports friends were sending me texts. Like, dude, did you hear about Kobe Bryant? I'm like, yeah, I already got the news. And so, you know, you think about that. And another thing to, to think about, we as black men in general can be very petty. We tend to want to sabotage each other's success because we are trying to be the best. For one day, in a singular moment, all of us came together. And do you know how hard that is to do? It's just, it's a shame that it took the death of one Kobe Bryant to make that happen. But I hope that we could keep that same energy going forward to build each other up and not break each other down as Kobe would, would trying to do just as Nipsey Hussle tried to do in that same vein. So, you know, for, for Vanessa and his other three daughters, I can't imagine how you go about the rest of your life. You know, that was Vanessa's soulmate. He had a 17-year-old daughter. They could be graduating this year. She'll be walking down that aisle, and her dad won't be there. You have a three-year-old of a seven-month-old who are going to be growing up without a dad. You wouldn't wish that upon anybody. You know, and that's, I think, the most tragic part of it all is knowing that his wife 
is going to be having to raise these kids without their dad. And she's going to do great. I have no worries about that. But it still hurts. If you think about what could have been and what won't be. And so you, you pray for their success that they can live in a way that honors their fallen husband and father and still have that positive spirit. And for his family and friends around him, you know, we pray that they can move forward and remember him and honor him in a way that would best represent his legacy. And us as fans, you know, we just, we got to keep praying and we need to remember how he would carry himself and act in that same manner. And that that's my lasting impression of Kobe Bryant. So when I found out that it happened, I, uh, I got a call. It was like a Sunday morning. I was still sleeping. I got a call. My best friend called me. Randomly, it was so out of the blue. He told me what happened, and I didn't believe it. I feel like it was a lot of people. A lot of people just didn't believe what happened. You know, obviously, you check your sources and all that stuff. And I was like, wow. So it was confirmed. And then I was like, wow, the helicopter. And uh, I knew about the whole helicopter thing that he did already. I knew that he would always use it to get around, get to games, get to home and everything. So that was pretty crazy. And it was, I, don't, I didn't break down. That's the thing. I never cried. I never cried. I'm surprised I didn't. I never got so emotional. I was just like, shit. Like, I, like this really fucking happened. You know? But I definitely feel like I am mourning just in a different way. I've definitely been more... This week, I've been more frustrated with, like, other things. You know what I mean? Like, you let certain things you shouldn't let get to you. And um, I think that's the way I was kind of, like warning and letting it out just like letting things get to me and get so angry about it but uh you know after everything that happened it was crazy because you know he was definitely someone i looked up to he taught me so much in life he taught me mental toughness he taught me hard work he taught me how to be the always how to be better always try to be better every day always put in the work you know and always have like that self-drive so like a lot of it like how i when i work hard with my music and like when i did radio going to school, having certain goals I had planned out. A lot of the influence just growing up was him. Like, I think I'm not too sad because I am sad, but, like, not to the point where, like, I'm so depressed because I'm grateful growing up as a kid. I've watched him since he won his first championship. So I'm grateful that I got to see all the moments live. I didn't, like, I was able to see when he was when I was a kid, see him win his three championships. I was able to see when he lost in 04. I was able to see when they lost in 03 against San Antonio. I was able to see from 05 all the way to pretty much like 07 uh, where they were struggling. I saw when Kobe hit the game when he shot. I remember running around the living room when he hit that game when he shot against Phoenix. That buzzer beater was like one of the most craziest shots ever. I saw that live. You know, I saw live when they lost to the Celtics in 08. You're happy, I know. <laughs> and then... Uh, I saw live when they won in 09 and 010 and all that. Like, I saw live when Fisher hit the game-winning .04. You know, like, I saw all of that. I saw when Kobe hit 60 live. It was the day before my birthday. You know? I saw all of that live. So, like, I'm not as sad because 
at least I was able to be there when all those great moments happened that made him great. You know? But does it suck? Yeah, because I feel like I lost a role model. You know? And definitely when his daughter was in there, that made it harder. And um, definitely affected him because knowing about Vanessa and their family and stuff, it made me think, like, about me and my girl because we want to have a family. And, like, it would kill me, like, if, God forbid, like, something like that happened to one of us. You know what I mean? So I know it it would, like, change me. It would change her, you know? And, like, it kind of just made me, like, damn, like, anything's possible. So you always got to appreciate every day. You know, luckily, and I feel like a lot of people should kind of take this as, like, you got to appreciate every day and don't take people for granted. You know, like, I think people in our age, we forget to, like, really take time to talk to your parents. You know what I mean? I call my mom every day. I don't live with my mom. I don't see my mom, but I call her every single day. So things like that, you know, and Kobe, like, he just taught me a lot of things like that. He taught me a lot about, like, respecting other people. He talked to me about, like, or he talked to me. He taught me, like, how to really show love to other people and how to really, like, give back and stuff. So, like, you know, as I got older and started seeing that, like, kind of seeing what like, things that Kobe did, like, I started calling my mom every day. Always appreciating my dad, making sure he was good. My parents are old. So, yeah, you know, I look out for stuff like that, keep in touch with my sisters, things like that. But uh, other things is, like, I love how he was so detailed. He was, his high, his IQ score was crazy, like, in basketball. He, he, he dissected the game. And I loved it because it made me dissect, you know, things in life. Maybe dissect how I made music and maybe dissect the radio. And it made me dissect the game too i'm such a nerd in basketball like i know all statistics i know different you know different plays different formulas different all those different type of things so you know he meant a lot and it sucks that he's gone i mean i don't i don't know i still don't believe it i mean i do believe it i know it's true but it's still like it's still a shock i think it's gonna be a shock for me for like a long time um but i do feel really like bad for his family, because his family's just going through the worst, I feel. So they're definitely going to be, you know, they're going to be mourning for a while. And, you know, I just hope things get better. I mean, I saw the Shaq interview, and I, I can imagine Shaq, Rick Fox, Phil Jackson, Derek Fisher, the whole Laker Nation, all the players that played with him, Pal Gasol, like all those guys, Lamar Odom, um, Dwayne Wade, you know, Chris Paul, like – and at the, it's crazy how, like, you, when after he died, a lot of people start noticing how, uh, how much of, like, how many connections, like, really good relationships, I should say, he had with a lot of people. He, he was like that, but, like, people only saw the Kobe at, on the court. On the court, he's serious, he talked shit, you know, he was competitive. But outside of the court, he was actually a cool guy, you know, and the academy he had, all the, the foundations he has, like, it was crazy, so... You know, definitely going to miss him, but I kind of just see it as, like, I kind of, like I said, like how I am, I see it in a positive way. You know, you got to just think of it now, like, for people that are taking it really hard, like, I feel like now you just got to, like, appreciate everything he did for us, you know, for the city, for the team, for basketball, for sports in general. I mean, even entrepreneurship, such a great, smart entrepreneur. So kind of just use all that and learn from it, like, learn from what he gave us and all the knowledge he showed, all the experience he showed. And I mean, general the example he showed. That's how I see it. So, and just use that as fuel. Use that as motivation, you know? 
he's gone and that sucks and it's sad and you know rest in peace to him um you know it's like the same thing with nipsey like yeah he's gone but he taught us stuff you know like the marathon continues like you got to keep it going you know no matter what you know give back to your people give back to the community that's what he did so it's like the same thing with kobe he changed the game you know he changed he had a vision he made it happen so if you have a vision you got to make it happen that's exactly what he did you know he was the guy the first one in the gym the last one to leave he was like I, people don't know i don't know if people know about this story when he was a rookie Byron scott was his mentor i don't know if you know the story i'm talking about but <laughs> Byron scott was his mentor uh the first year or whatever and so he was still playing and everything and Byron scott came into the gym it was like 6 30 a.m the lights were off in the gym but here here's a ball bouncing he turns on the lights it's kobe and he's drenching sweat and i think correct me if i'm wrong i think it's when he airballed those shots against utah i think it was like sometime after that or if not maybe some other time i may be wrong and uh the dude is drenching sweat shooting and dribbling in the dark before practice and and he, I think after practice, he still put up more shots. So it's like, that's what made him so great. And I think a lot of people should take that as an example if you want to achieve something, you know? So that's how I see it. And that's where a lot of his influence I get from, from like, when it comes to, like, work ethic and achieving goals. So I love Kobe. Rest in peace. You know, my good my condolences goes out to his family and the Laker Nation. And I know everyone's going to be all right. So like I said... Take everything he did as just motivation and just take all that knowledge. Kobe, Kobe's been an influence before I even knew he was an influence. Um, with that being said, the story started when I was a baby, actually, when my parents um, immigrated from here, from Sri Lanka. The only thing on KCL 9 News or ABC 7 was the Sunday specials or the 7.30 p.m. games where my mom would be playing um, the Lakers and she just fell in love with how Kobe, Kobe's moves, Kobe's shooting. And she would, what she was talking about um, the other day was how she puts me in front of the TV and wanted me to be him. And, you know, those always stories of Kobe just practicing after night or whatever. And that's what my mom started to do when I was, when I was a kid, she really wanted me to, to be that elite basketball player for some reason. It was funny. Actually, my, my latest memory or earliest memory was um, playing at Fullerton College. I was probably like four right after I started learning how to run. My mom signed me up for a basketball class, and it was actually at the, Fuller, the, the Fullerton Community College, and we, I was there like five days a week, and my mom would put me and make sure that I actually learned how to play basketball. And then it started to become... Um, like an environment, like Kobe was everything to me when I was a kid. I wanted his backpack, I wanted the sleeve, I wanted the socks, I wanted the power balance bracelet that he wore, you know, everything, the Gatorade drinks, anything, you name it. Like I, that's, I just wanted to copy his lifestyle and be him. And, you know, I went from kindergarten to first grade to second grade and I started actually learning about the Lakers. And it wasn't, the, it, it was then when I realized it was much more than Kobe. Kobe brought the Lakers to me, I feel like. I became a Laker fan, and then I was, and and that was through Kobe. And then growing up, like just playing in the rec, the city team or whatever, I just remember just busting out some fadeaways. I would airball them, but, you know, you just want to be Kobe out there. And 
I remember when I was around eight or nine years old, I would set up this this basket, this yellow basket in the sofa. And as we watched Cake on Nine News and watched the games, during the timeouts, they would have a slow motion of what he did. And with that foam ball, I would use a foam ball. It was like a lopsided ball, but um, I used that. And I would just do the fadeaway J that he did, the baseline jumpers on the sofa, the living room, anything. And I just wanted to do that. Whatever Kobe did, I just wanted to do that. And that was that was a pretty um, iconic memory of mine because I did that every day. I watched There was seasons where I watched every single game just so that I could see Kobe more and more and more and see the the mama mentality that he did. They would be down by like 10 and for some reason they would be up by 15 at the end of the game. And that was, that was crazy to me. And then another thing being said is off the court, whatever he did, what he was doing, like just, just, you know, jumping over cars or whatever. That was, that was mind blown. Like when I was a kid, I was like, whoa, like Kobe, no way he jumped over a Ferrari or whatever it was or jumping over a pool full of black mambas like that was that was pretty dope and and then I grew out to be a basketball player and you know his career ended in 2012 2013 I believe and um I remember watching that last game and that was actually my first tweet was <laughs> was that Kobe's last game and it was uh, you know like I was it's pretty emotional because that's who I grew up with I felt like he was a coach but not physically there and um, then seeing his life progress to being someone out of basketball, because he inspired many generations, as you see. He he inspired people at my dad's age, 40, 50 years old, 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds, teenagers, and now kids these days. And what's kind of sad is you saw him inspiring all these generations, and all at once for a second when he died, you just kind of wondered, like, oh, what about the other generations to come? Because you always thought... Kobe was going to be there for all of them, making the Mama Academy work. I remember talking to my friends about bringing their their brothers, their younger brothers and sisters there, and that was that was cool. And now without Kobe here, it kind of hits close to home because, you know, when, when I have kids or whatever, you kind of want them to see the work ethic and and that Mama mentality, the one where he bites on his jersey, the the celebrations. It was it was um it was like a movie. Yeah. Me and my family went to the last Laker game, and he was there with his daughter, and um, it's just fucking wild. It's just how he's just gone like that. Mm-hmm. That man stopped the world. Mm-hmm. He stopped the world. That was crazy. How everything. Uh, the game's gonna be different without him. Damn, which part which really sucks is like he was really good with speeches. I really his Hall of Fame speech. That yeah. shit would have been. Never gonna see it. Never gonna see it. Kobe meant a lot for me in basketball. He's the reason why I kind of started playing basketball. Like, (laughs) I remember (laughs) once (laughs) when I started playing and NJB, I hit a couple game winners. And that was just brought me just being being like Kobe hitting the game winners and shit. I thought it was dope. I thought it was good. (laughs) <laughs> but one one of them I feel like it's a lot but it's when the little ball fake with Matt Barnes cause <laughs> that's crazy shit brother have you been hitting face with the ball <laughs> like this man probably doesn't even care about you and he's that close so 
So that was one of the favorite moments. Another one was is when honestly is when he destroyed Steve Nash. <laughs> destroyed Steve Nash. That should have been an and one. <laughs> that definitely should have been an one. That was disrespectful. And then it was another time is when they were playing against Phoenix. Uh, I think it was either Bal- was it Balbosa? Mm-hmm. The fuck is is this name? He had a weird shot. He was a fucking French dude, but he was good on defense. But Kobe hit this ridiculous fadeaway on him, and then towards the end of it, after he made the shot, he went over to their coach, little gave him a little butt tap <laughs> back on defense. Like what the fuck? <laughs> How do you do that? Okay, but yeah, like those that's those are my good Kobe moments. And another time where uh, I remember he was he was doing a little too much on offense. He was doing too much. He lost the ball, but he just ran back on defense. It was Andre Miller just by himself. Kobe came back out of nowhere and blocked the shot. Damn, Dang. he was just an unremarkable player, and you've never, never. I don't even know in our lifetime was he. Another player like him, because we're we're kind of lucky. We've seen we we've had a lot of greats. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know because like the game is kind of changing, mm-hmm. but we have we have Steph, Dwayne, LeBron, Kobe. Giannis is changing shit up. Yo, he Kobe. Kobe was just able to block out everything and just ball. Ball. He gave everything every night. He hurt, sick. He did. He didn't even care. Like, what's his name? What's the the center for the Raptors? Center. I just saw a video because he dislocated his finger, and had like a panic attack, bro. Like Kobe dislocated his finger. I remember watching that game, and I saw it again too because of the freaking thing. But yeah, he just okay his finger, went back sideline, got it popped in, and went right back in. I was like, oh, that's two different people, two different animals. That's that's just two different people right there. Mm-hmm. There was no load management with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe only sat out during halftime and timeouts. That's about it. I'm still. I can't even wrap my head around it, bro. I I I don't even know how to wrap my head around him not being here. So he he legit changed the game. I really think they they should change the logo though. My opinion, I feel like because he. He did. He did a lot, and then um, Reggie Miller was like, "Cause, cause he was talking about changing the logo as well um, on TNT." And he was like, "No, you should go around the league and ask like these these major superstars who was their player going up, mm-hmm. like look who go, looking who's their idol growing up." And the majority of them would be like, "It was Kobe. Like, Kobe. I'm trying to be Kobe." Only player to get um, two jersey numbers retired. Like, man. <laughs> this, this man is gone. Uh, 
I I fucking hate that this man was gone. To me, just uh, like everybody else, I grew up loving Kobe. I remember the first time uh, I remember he wasn't the first memory I've had of basketball. So to me, my first memory was actually watching Michael Jordan against Utah in his last year. And that's kind of what I enjoyed like about basketball, just like the excitement of seeing one of the best players playing the game. And, you know, once I found out at a young age that, you know, players retire, you know, I kind of got confused. I'm like, well, so I'm never going to be able to see a player like that again. And then, you know, I ended up, you know, keep continuing to watch basketball at such a young age. And then my dad kind of got me into watching the Lakers uh, and he loved Shaq. And then, uh, and, you know, I always saw Shaq and I, and I see him play and how huge and how you know, muscular he was, and I was like, yeah, he's he's cool, but, you know, I like this guy with the afro, you know, I like this guy that's just so young, and he could tell that he himself believed how good he was, and it wasn't in a, everybody else could see it in, like, a very cocky way, but if you asked him like that, in his, his own vision, in his own mind, he knew he wasn't cocky, he knew that his ability to play the game was just like, I know that I'm better than everybody else, and I just gotta prove it every single night, and and I always just, that was the one thing that I enjoyed so much about watching him play is that you you could tell that he never took a night off. Like he never, you know, Kobe always gave it his all. And he's just kind of a, a great example of like what you kind of should do, no matter if you work as an auditor, an accountant or anything else really, uh, is the fact that every day you go in, you know, you, you feel like you're not really doing much. You're not contributing as much as you see uh, other people contribute, but in reality, as long as you come in, you show up, and you you have that same drive and energy to kind of progress and 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 learn more, you you show other people like that that you're you're trying to be something better than what you were the day before. And I think that Kobe exemplified that better than anybody else. You know, uh, he I remember just loving to seeing him like you know do those reverse jams like that. His slam dunks were always something that got me pumped no matter if they were down 20 or they were up 20 whenever I see him just slam dunk it got me to kind of want to get a basketball in the middle of the game just go outside and start playing again and so uh he just kind of was throughout my life just so such a big part of it you know every time I played basketball I wanted to wear number eight uh when I was younger at any basketball camp that I got to play uh every time I told my dad that I wanted to lower the court so I can dunk just like him and uh it was just different stuff that he impacted in my life. And even growing up too, um, going into high school and going into college, it, it was that kind of that same drive that I kind of tried to instill whenever I went to classes. Okay, if I want to try to at least transfer to a good school. Uh, I, I got to get good grades. So I have to have that same drive. And Kobe was always that example. Even though I didn't get to play basketball like, you know, how I dreamed I wanted to be as a kid, uh, you know, he, he showed me different ways of how to live your life and how you can still instill that kind of confidence in yourself that you know what i mean as long as again you you have that drive and that passion that motivation it's it's gonna it's gonna work wonders in your life and so yeah to me kobe just helped me in so many different ways in life and and i was in you know in disbelief you know when the tragedy happened you know already six days ago and um I didn't want to believe it, but, uh, but you know, you kind of come to the realization that, you know, obviously, you know, these kind of things happen and, and, and those are the challenges that maybe Kobe faces, you know, when he was kind of on the court, or even off the court, how he tried to grow the game. It was just those challenges that you're going to face on a daily basis. And that's kind of what life is. And 
and uh, and if there's anything that you know, obviously he showed everybody, not just me, but every fan around the world, is the fact that it's not the the in the manner of how you kind of try to show the world that you want to be the best basketball player. It's more of like how you want to show everybody that you're you want to be the best version of yourself every single day, and 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 when you do that, then you know life kind of just works in your favor, uh, and so. I'm always going to remember that at Kobe. My favorite memory of all time uh, is during their first championship. You know, one of the many favorite memories, but on their first championship against the Indiana Pacers when Shaq got fouled out and you just see Kobe just take over as a young 20, 21-year-old. And you see that look where he's just like telling his whole team like that, I got this like that. This is on me. And it just, you, you, you mimic those things as a kid and you feel it like that and you, you feel that same emotion where you know like you're doing the exact same face you know that in your heart you know what i know that probably to other people it doesn't look anything like what i'm doing is like related to what kobe's doing but to me it feels exactly uh the same feeling i feel exactly the same feeling that he had during that 2000 championship so kobe again is, is going to be missed by so many people everybody's going to have their favorite memories of what uh he meant to us and 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 i just hope that you know whatever you know, life has for anybody else that hopefully they people can look back, even the younger generation, and kind of see that you know what? Not only was he a great basketball player, but he was just a great individual and a great person to kind of look up to, even if you don't care about basketball at all. But he, at least he shows you that drive and the and I just hope that the mama mentality kind of grows and and becomes something that's that nobody would have thought you know could come from a guy that just loved to play basketball. So uh, I'm gonna miss Kobe a lot, but I know that he's gonna he's gonna be still a huge part of my life. Until my last day. So, Kobe Bryant, aka the Black Mamba. My, I was five years old. I was playing soccer. I was a soccer player my whole, pretty much most of my young young life. And growing up in the islands, that's pretty much all you have. Like, if you don't play soccer, you don't make it. And I was watching this game. It was versus Michael Jordan actually, and he slammed it on Michael. And I was like. Okay, Kobe. Now, everybody knows that little thing. Every time you shoot a paper ball, whatever it is, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Kobe, you miss it. Shaq, you know. And then you go with that little flow. And my level went from zero to literally 100 because, like, I had to get myself to get as good as he was like I know I would never be as good but if you put in the work you get the grind so tennis balls started with that with dribbling skills and then we used to build our own nets on basketball hoops so practice on those and then once I got into high school middle school actually I played for two years in middle school my seventh and eighth grade year and then high school played one and then I just kept working on the craft until I got injured and I never really wanted to play like that anymore but what Kobe meant to me man was like a whole different level of energy because if your mindset is set on you're here and you just want to stay here then you're always going to stay here but if you keep improving your craft working on your craft like somebody's going to always be like all right what are you doing that I'm doing different you know how can I bring my level from how can I say, what NBA player that that sucked? Greg Golden, from Greg Golden to Kobe Bryant. I'm not saying Greg Golden was a bad player. He was a really decent player. He just got injured, you know. 
but his work ethic was way beyond like he goes from being a all, all seven seven eighteen time all star and having four daughters and the way he interacts with his kids was like wow like all right first you inspired me to play basketball and then now you inspired me to look at kids a whole different a whole different way you know and to watch him teach his young young middle one Gianna when he was working with her and watching her like shoot on him and making him work for every single like thing he took like he took cakes from her like she wasn't playing she hit him with a euro fadeaways like she was really good and watching them interact I was like all right I watched the WNBA I've been watching the WNBA for the past five years Women don't get enough credit in, in, in the NBA world. And then to watch Kobe sit in courtside admiring and then transitioning the young... Mind you, he's a, he's a girl dad. Mm-hmm. That's his quote, and I'm going to keep it. That's his quote. He's a girl dad, and he goes and transitions to the high school... I mean, college life and helps Oregon girls get better. He helps some of the other college girls get better at their craft, running his own camp to train celebrities, what have you. But the thing that stood out to me the most was how he interacted with his daughters, you know? Like, he got whatever their craft was, he made sure they made it, like, 110%. But he was the reason why I really wanted to coach girls basketball, His him and his daughter, Gianna. And when I saw that, I was like, all right, you get somebody that knows nothing about basketball, you try to teach them the basic fundamentals, and then if something grows out of it, you know, you've done your part. But if nothing grows out of it, but at least you tried, you know? And so when I found out he passed, and then his youngest one passed with him, like, the, the, those thoughts, like, that came into mind. I was at work. I literally clocked out, went on my lunch break, and I sat in my car for, like, half hour and just cried, cried for half hour. You hated him as a player when he played your team. You loved him as a person, you know? But at the end of the day, he was still the best. Like, Michael Jordan did whatever Michael Jordan did. But Kobe's my top five, literally in that order. LeBron, Kobe, D-Wade, and then so on, you know? Like, I have so much respect for the man, so much respect and adoration, like, to the point where, you know, got the mamba, so low, you know, mamba on my skin. Because you can't, you can't recreate him. You can't, there's, there's not going to be a second Kobe, ever, ever. And... Thinking about it now, it's still it's still like hitting, you know, because you go back into your mind and you're just remembering like the energy he brought into the game, dunk contests, oh man, playoffs, Celtics, second time around when they, when Paul Gasol was there, I remember that game vividly because he was losing, it was game seven, he's losing, it was like Mamba time, and I heard him say it on the bench. Mamba time, and then he just took took over, and then I think that one of the game too, that was the game that uh, Chris Rock was sitting next to him talking to him, and he just ignored Chris Rock like Chris Rock didn't even exist. You know, he's just focused, sweat drenching, and then he just went in and put in his work. And once he's done, that's when he could relax. Once you're done with whatever it is your goal is to accomplish, you can't relax. Five seconds. There was a story I heard from, uh, I think it was Shaq. He said when Kobe was a rookie, him and AI, they got drafted the same year. 
So they went and no, uh, they went to talk and they went to dinner. And after dinner, he asked AI, "Hey, what are you gonna do?" AI said, "Yeah, I'm about to go to the club." You know, he said, "What do you about? What about you? You coming with me?" It's like, "Nah, I'm going to the gym." You know, that showed his dedication. Like he just wanted to work on his craft, get better, and no matter what it was, no matter who it was, nothing was gonna stand in his way, and not a thing. And after that, like. I had to elevate my own personal life, my own personal game. So, certain things came about to me at work, and I took them. You know, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, yeah, I don't want to." No, just do it, because you have. I have an ultimate goal. In order for you to reach the ultimate goal, you have to be able to put yourself in certain positions to achieve those goals. So, my work ethic just went from 100 to 150. Like, I'm not slacking. I'm not giving up on anything. I had to have that mamba mentality. If you have that mamba mentality, you will achieve what you want. You will get what you want. And nothing, no matter who it is, what it is, it's not going to stand in your way. And that's how, you know, mamba out, but not never forgotten. Kobe Bryant. Where can I even start? Um, let's start with my favorite quote from him all time. It goes something like this. Everything. Ne- negative pressure is all an opportunity for me to rise above you know and uh the impact that he had on all of our lives is tremendous because you know like the way that I grew up watching Kobe Bryant was with my grandpa back in 2003 so uh, I started watching him because my grandpa would always, he loved the Lakers, you know, like when he first came over here in, to the U.S. and he started catching on with basketball and he started watching Shaq and Kobe. And every time I would hang out with him, I would watch the Lakers game with him. And that's how I grew up watching Kobe. My favorite moment is when Kobe drops 81 points against the Toronto Raptors on January 22nd of 2006. Why is that? Because that's my birthday. I turned seven that year, and that was the sweetest birthday present I ever got. Second greatest, best scoring game ever in league history. You know, so that meant something special, you know, and and just growing up, you know, you, you see the way that he works, you see the way he prepare himself before and after every game. You see him in his PJ with a broken arm still putting up shot or still sitting on the sideline just getting in that mental vision. That that's how prepared he came, you know, that that because he wanted to because he wanted to be the very best. And that's something for all all of us to learn because in order to be that great you have to put in the work like there's no shortcut in life and he's the definition of that it's the Kobe mentality that he puts in every single one of us maybe not a lot but even just a little bit you know like after his passing you know I found myself having this inner motivation to wake up early as possible and hit the gym, you know, and just work on myself and be the best version of myself from here on out. And it's funny because 
I've been balling a lot lately again. So my friend brought another friend and uh, he asked me, so who do you think is the GOAT? First off, as a Lakers fan, I had to say Kobe with no doubt, you know. I said Kobe Bryant. And then he was like, no, 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 bro. Who do you think is really the GOAT? The GOAT of basketball. And once again, I said Kobe. And that was just two days before he had passed. Before the tragic news came out. And, you know, it was wild. Because, you know, in, in my heart, like, I knew that there might be better players like Michael or LeBron. But there's but there would never be another one like Kobe. Why? Because we, we, we all know Kobe. If if I say Kobe, you know who comes up. Kobe Bryant. But if I say Michael, you would be like Michael who? My, Michael Jackson? You know? Like and we know Kobe by his first name because that's how deeply we could relate to her to to us. You know, like just just like Max said, you know, like Grow, just growing up or even like as a an adult you know when you shoot something we say Kobe because that's the impact that he had on us grow, just growing up and the way that we want to be like Kobe and and copy his work, work ethics and that speaks volume to me because you know like in in life you can't go halfway with stuff you know it's either you 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 pick what you want to do and and you go straight at it there's there's no shortcut if you want to be the best and with the best version of who you really want to be and that's what Kobe Bryant is to me and that's why he gives me the motivation to be to be the the person I am today and even though I'm not the person that I want to be yet I'm slowly working on myself and you know like that's what Kobe's teaching is, you know, like as long as you keep working on yourself, as long as you put your hours in, then you're fine. Keep working at it and you you always keep your heads up, you always go strong and and you work on whatever you you got. So the first game back, it was against the Portland Trailblazer and you know like Everything in the stadium or even outside the stadium, you know, like you hear just a random outburst of Kobe Bryant, you know, like Kobe, Kobe, you know, and it was so loud in there that you can like you can literally feel it in you like and you just want to say it after, you know, like, you know, after it was Kobe, you know, and then it was Gigi, you, you know, like because that's like I feel like. On a certain aspect, the fact that, you know, like, he adored his daughter so much, especially Gigi, I feel like that paved a way for future women in our generation to strive to be, like, Gigi, you know, like, and that's going back to, like, the, the Mamba mentality, because it's like, you know, like, no matter what your gender is, no matter who you are, believe in yourself and do whatever you want to do in life because, you know, life is short, you know, but just make sure that you go at it 100%. But just going back to the vibe in the stadium, when they turn off the lights and then, you know, like, 
it was like maybe like for five to ten seconds you know like you can just hear of how loud it is on tv you know like just the crowd together all saying kobe you know and then and and then mvp came up and then you know like they all quiet down and then usher came out and then you can just hear people crying after that because once he once he hit that high note you know like you know it's starting it's real like it's really hitting me now you know and unfortunately you know like i have clips of the video and you know it was so bad because i was just shaking and you and you can hear me crying throughout the whole entire thing and then that lebron speech man um like he said in in kobe bryant's word mamba out but in our word live on brother you know and that that's deep because you know he he will forever live on in our heart and the future generation because legend lives forever you know he, when we speak of staples center it's it's his house when 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 he first retired even magic came out said that he's the greatest lakers of all time and i truly don't believe that there's there will ever be another kobe bryant that might be iconic because with the person who the, the kid that got drafted in 19 in 1996 you know he came in and then he had an interview and he said that oh you know like you know i'm trying to say here for 19 20 years and that's exactly what he did you know like he's in other sense he's 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 like one of us you know and and that's how relatable and i feel like that's why his death is so depressing and heartbroken to us because you know like he was just another kid but because of the grind that he puts in the work that he puts in he got there and he did that and i feel like that's definitely that's something that we can all do you know and what hurt me the most is uh when they when it was the halftime show and they brought out charlie puth and wiz khalifa and they didn't announce this beforehand okay it was like a few minutes like right before the second half ended they put up now now performing wiz khalifa and charlie puth and we could just see the piano being moved out to the center of the stadium and i and i told my girlfriend that i was at the game with i was like dude they better not play see you again because i would cry you know and exactly what happened they played they played that song and i was like damn you know like it hurts because you know like because we we hopefully we all get to meet kobe in heaven someday man because it's just crazy because a legend like him should have able to watch his daughter play professional basketball watch his all his daughters grow up get married watch his grandchildren have his grandchildren you know and then peacefully pass away in his sleep he's barely finishing his he's barely starting his second career you know as an entrepreneur you know and just a few and just a few years ago he won an oscar for 
his for his basketball my his short basketball movie and you know like just watching that again is it, it it hurts differently it hurts differently watching it when he retires and then now it hurts differently watching it after his passing you know because it because knowing that he's no longer there with us we we are no longer able to enjoy his presence you know like it's just done it's just over with and and that's the sad part i guess for me kobe meant a lot um obviously i'm 31 so a majority of my youth was watching the lakers uh, back then we didn't really have cable growing up so a lot of the laker games were televised so you were always watching something uh some laker game on tv and it was always kobe so that was like the main concept behind my youth. And then growing up without a father figure, you look to people or things for inspiration. And Kobe was it, man. The, the mama mentality, being an athlete too, you kind of compare yourself and learn some traits from certain people. And I really used Kobe as a mentor, looking up to, to somebody. Like I said, the mama mentality was huge. Um, just watching him growing up and how he always put himself through through tough times and how he got through those especially with that whole case that got brought up um during his time and how he just really used basketball to focus on on getting away from that so really using some of those tools so you know growing up in a tough area sometimes you just use your sport to grow up and, and to really try to get yourself outside of those situations and just focus on something else um some really big key moments that, that really stood out to me um the big one was the golden state game you know, him willing his team into the playoffs, three minutes away from making it to the playoffs, tears an Achilles, goes back, shoots two free throws, and then walks himself to the back of the locker room. And that was a good big F you to Paul Pierce, because remember when Paul Pierce, you know, got carted off with the whatever, <laughs> what, a Charlie horse or pulled leg muscle? So I like that concept. Some more things that really stood out, man, is just what he, like, now realizing the impact that he's made outside of sports and you know after his passing just kind of watching everybody really come together in a, in a time where i feel like everybody's kind of split apart for things i think was huge you see just the impact that he made on professional athletes that he made on people outside of sports that he's made on people outside of this country was huge um i was lucky enough on sunday night to make it out to the memorial before they cleaned up everything and just watching, they, they said there was like over 800 basketball signed out there, over like 40 pounds of flowers. Um, there was six big old billboards that people had signed over and over and over again. Um, they had like over 300 bears, like stuffed animals. So it was huge to kind of see that impact. You, you go over there and it's a really somber atmosphere. You kind of hear people sniffling and really paying their respects. And that was huge. And when I found out that Sunday, um, I was out in Vegas and, you know, I was sitting out in our room and had a friend text me, oh, this has got to be fake news. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's all, check Twitter. I'm like, all right. And I check Twitter and I see, you know, Kobe passed, but, you know, it was one TMZ article. So I was like, nah, you know, it's probably fake news or somebody playing a hoax or whatnot. Kept refreshing Twitter, kept refreshing Twitter and more and more things started popping up. I'm like, no way. So I turned on the TV. Pro Bowl still playing. Nobody's talking about it. I'm like, man, this can't be real. There's no way. You know, a few minutes go by. Refreshing Twitter all the time. And then you, now you start seeing it more and more pop up. And then you see that all his kids were on the plane, or on the helicopter. Then you see it was Rick Fox was on the helicopter. 
I'm like, man, there's no way. And then, you know, it kind of set in. And I sat there for a good, like, 30 minutes just stuck, just staring. Like, there's no way Kobe's passed, man. I felt like he was going to be one of those kind of like Bill Russell. Every time you go to a game and you see him, everybody's shaking his hand. Um, he's popping up on TV shows, talking, ESPN analysts, and are asking him questions. And he was just really revered. And I think that's where Kobe was heading. And so to to have kind of him miss out on those things, uh, it kind of really like impacted me. Like, man, this, this guy left before his time. But then you look at it and you start thinking about it. And this guy lived a life within 40 years that a lot of people never lived. And the things that he was able to accomplish on the basketball court in the short time that he retired it is incredible to me. And so just the everlasting impact, um, it, it really touched me. And as soon as I found out the news and it kind of hit me, I texted my tattoo artist and I was like, look, man, I need a Kobe tribute. And so within a week, he set up an appointment and I was lucky enough to get in, really get a piece that really meant a lot to me and, you know, kind of some closure, I guess, in a sense to to kind of wrap up what, what, what he really meant. And it's cool to watch the Laker games and you hear the op op opposition team, you know, chanting Kobe and, and all the the videos that they're posting up and showing and it's huge just the impact all around has been really what what touched me Kobe Bryant came into my he uh you know my life when I was uh five years old it was with the Lakers were in the middle up in 1999-2000 season and that's when I really started watching the Lakers because I saw my dad uh, cheering over the TV, and the Lakers were uh, really, really started to take off with Shaq and Kobe in 1999 and 2000. And uh, and just like how like happy my dad was, and how like I'm seeing him up and down, okay, what's the what's type of this team? And I, I was like so young at the time, and the Lakers ended up winning the championship that year, and uh, Kobe Bryant uh, had a great NBA Finals. Um, if we recall, uh, game four against the Pacers, he, uh, Shaq fouled out, and Kobe just completely took over the game. So um, it was that summer that my mom meets uh, J.C. Penny, and we were kind of just walking around, and that's where I saw a Kobe Bryant jersey. And uh, I had my own allowance of time, and I'm like, I want that. I don't care cost. I want that jersey. And I think, you know, from there, yeah, he became my all-time favorite athlete. And the, the, the championships, you know, all the times that, you know, he hit the game winners, uh, you know, just having the mama mentality is something that has really stuck to in, in my lifetime. Uh, you know, all, all, the, all the great memories watching the Lakers games with my dad, you know, we saw the three P. we saw Kobe just completely take over a few days. Um, and then even after Shaq left, I, I, I stuck with the Lakers. I stuck with Kobe. I, I knew Kobe was going to win more championships to L.A. And I was, I was getting a hard time because, you know, this is right after Kobe's uh, Colorado trial. He just got, uh, you know, quote-unquote Shaq shit out of L.A., some people like to say. But I was still rocking the number eight jersey. That same number eight jersey I rocked from Pops Woody. I was five years old. I told about uh, 12. So it was getting kind of small. Time, but you know when when he, when he became number twenty four, I you know definitely connected with his attitude, and that's when he became an MVP, one more championship, and 
many great memories that I have watching Pokey. Uh, you know, as I mentioned in my Instagram post, you know, when he hit a game winner, I'd yell so loud, my whole family would wake up. Yeah, I'd be repping the Kobe Bryant hat, a Kobe Bryant jersey uh, after a big Laker win. And he, uh, yeah, he'll always have, you know, the place as my all time favorite actor. Like Lakers are my all time favorite team. And the, the, the hearing of his passing just was on. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing that's like it. And I, I was actually on, I was on a golf course. Um, I was uh, the fourth hole in front of the cabin off at Sacramento, and my phone started going off. Uh, I, you know, I had my best friend from Toronto, my best man at my wedding, give me a call. My dad gave me a call. Coworkers gave me a call. And it was just. It, it didn't feel real. It still just does not feel real that you, you know, Kobe Bryant is walking from behind. Because, you know, as I was kind of I was talking to my cousin earlier, he's also a big Laker fan. I used to envision you know, sitting down with my kids, watching a Laker game, and seeing Kobe uh, sit up by. And he just had a shake, gray beard, and, you know, my kids kind of laughing like, oh, who's this? Yeah. You know, just kind of like, oh, my dad's walking to Johnson. And, you know, we see it in the like, old dad's like, oh, well, why is big man your best player? Like because he can't play, but like oh, no, that was that was my guy. And you know, it, 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 I, I, as an Angel fan, you know, I've been through the death with the Dave Hart, Kyle Shaq, and Arthur Frank. If there's there's a miss him, and the fact that we I saw people who aren't in sports posting about Kobe and also with Gigi. And you're also paying for the uh, seven hundred to run and one hundred flight. It's crazy, and and I I'm, I'm still seeing stories about it. I see all these tributes, and, and it, it still doesn't feel real. And it's it, 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 Kobe was Kobe is immortal. You know, he, he even after he tore his Achilles uh, in 2013, there was still a thought in my mind like, no, Kobe's going to come back. Would have torn a killer and still play this himself. But he, he'll always, you know, be my favorite athlete. You know, our athletes in our lifetime come and go, but you're definitely the Kobe Bryant. But Kobe Bryant uh, meant to me uh, in my life is probably the reason why I ever picked up a basketball at Taft Elementary and started shooting hoops was probably Kobe Bryant. And just watching the Lakers when I was younger. And yeah, pretty much he was my favorite basketball player. Probably the greatest of all time in my opinion. I know a lot of people say um, LeBron, Michael Jordan, or even Kareem or Bill Russell. I know they say that, but in my opinion, Kobe was the greatest of all time. And probably one of my favorite memories as Kobe, from Kobe was probably when... He dropped over 50 points, four straight games. I think it was, like, in 07, probably the time where, like, probably not that many Laker fans would probably remember and liked watching basketball at those times. But I remember watching that year, and I remember uh, those four games because I think he dropped, like, I think it was, like, 65 against Portland and then 50 against Minnesota. And then... um. I think another 50 against, oh no, I think it was 60 against Memphis, and then I think another 50 against the Hornets, 
with like a young Chris Paul. And I just remember those games, he wouldn't just have like one defender, two defenders. He was shooting like on three guys and having just like a bunch of like horrible teammates and shitty team overall. But he still did his thing and took over those games and showed you why he's the greatest. And he would just take over in those games. That was probably one of my favorite moments. And then I just remember growing up with my cousin, uh, Raphael, but I call him Waffles. I remember just every day, every single time we'd see each other, we'd talk about, did you see Kobe, what Kobe did, or did you see how he played the other night? And just overall, just growing up with him, watching basketball all the time, even sometimes not wanting to watch it because we'd be playing horrible and not doing too well, but he would make, he would motivate me to watch him. And then, yeah, pretty much just copying him and whatever he would do trying my best to be like him and sometimes it would work but most of the time it wouldn't <laughs> but it was still fun just to keep doing it and then um probably an, another favorite memory is probably when watching him in high school with a bunch of buddies including Noah watching us go head-to-head -head against the Celtics those couple years probably the most anxiety and stress I ever went through especially during high school as well with all our work and stuff. But, yeah, that was probably some of my best times, too, watching uh, probably Showtime, closest thing to Showtime Lakers besides the Shaq days. I remember watching those basketball games. And, yeah, man, I just remember watching it with my family. It would be cool watching it with my family. And, honestly, when we lost Kobe, it felt like losing a family member just because – it was so sudden and sh and shocked the world that it even shocked me. I would, I didn't want to believe it, but it's just it just it feels like an honor just getting to talk about Kobe. And I know it's a little too early and a little too soon, but um, yeah, I just love reflecting on him. He, I love Kobe, man. He was he he. There won't ever be another player like him. Probably the greatest Laker of all time. Just love the dog in him, the way he like to perfect his uh, work, especially his work ethic. Always the first person in the gym. Made me want to, like, work on myself, especially now that we lost him. I just want to keep that mama mentality and use that uh, on work or with my friends or in general, just playing sports, just keep that going. Probably pass it on to, like, my family or my future kids. And yeah, I liked uh, also watching, um, probably another favorite memory is probably watching Kobe go at it with like Bruce Bowen and Michael Red and T-Mac. Sometimes I'd be mad because we'd lose some of those matchups, but I enjoyed watching it because Kobe would have like 40, T-Mac would have like 47, and just competitive game overall. One of the other teams I hated losing to was the Blazers. I remember the Blazers would always give us a tough time playing in Portland and stuff with those Stoudemires and Bonzi Wells. I used to hate those guys. But, yeah, those are another good memories. And then watching Kobe drop 81, that was probably another cool memory because those teams were terrible and stuff. I also liked uh, uh, arguing back and forth with my dad because he was a big Jordan fan and he would always like to say that Jordan was the best of all time, and I would always like to say Kobe was the best of all time, and 
That's probably the closest you'll ever have to a Jordan was Kobe Bryant. And I also liked him playing on the Sacram playing against the Sacramento Kings, dunking on Vladdy Divas, flubber ass. That was always cool to watch. Going at it with Doug Christie and Mike Bibby. Those were probably some of my favorite opponents playing in the playoffs in the early 2000s. Man, Kobe Bryant. Shit, man. There's way too many memories and just moments that, you know, I can remember. Obviously, like, growing up, he was the man for me, man. He was he was my idol, you know, like, just all around, just all around person, like, growing up. I looked up to the dude, bro. Dude got earrings. I wanted to get earrings. He got he cut his fro off, had short hair. I wanted short hair. Like, you know, everything, bro. Like, literally everything he did, I wanted to mimic. So, like, to me, he was the GOAT, you know? Like, more than just a basketball player, obviously. But definitely on the court, like, just a whole nother animal, man. Like, I was blessed enough to see him live a few times, you know? And, like... Seeing him on in, on TV is one thing, bro, but shit, man, like, I saw him one time probably, like, three rows from the floor. That was crazy, man, like, I think they were playing the Utah Jazz at the time. I mean, this was later in his career, but still, like, seeing, like, his moves, the way he was so smooth with it, it was crazy, man. I was like, wow, like, I'm really watching Kobe Bryant right now, like, just do work, <laughs> you know, because he had a good game, too. I forgot how many points he had, but. I think he had, like, at least 30. He was balling that game. So it was pretty crazy, man. But shit, dude. Yeah, there's way too many memories. One that I could recall that really stands out in my head um, was the 2010 Finals against the Celtics. <laughs> I forgot what game it was. I can't remember right now. But it was the game where he hit that shot against Ray Allen. And they were down by 11 in the fourth quarter, too, that game. They came back, and then he hit that game. Was it game seven? Game seven. And he hit that game winner over Ray Allen, bro. And that was a tough shot. Ray Allen was right in his face. Right in his face. And he just hit that like nothing. I was like, dude, so many game winners, bro. He was just clutch, man. Like, no one else had his... Like, from what I remember growing up, bro, like, I watched basketball every day. Like, literally watched every Laker game growing up, you know. I mean, I'm sure I missed some, but, <laughs> uh, like, from the, all the players I remember, bro, he was the most clutch, obviously. Like, Tracy McGrady was another player that really stood out to me. And I loved when Kobe and T-Mac would go at it. Lakers, Rockets, like, those were some really good games. Um, when Kobe would go at it with... Um, what's his name? That guy that used to play on the Bucks. Um, Michael Red. <laughs> Kobe against Michael Red. Like, just a few matchups that really stood out to me. Like, let's see. Um, Vince Carter. Dwayne Wade, obviously. LeBron later on, you know. But, shit, man. Like, Andre Kirilenko. <laughs> I love watching the Lakers play the Jazz. Those are good matchups. Rajah Bell. When he would go at it with him, man. Those Phoenix series were good. Lakers-Phoenix. Um, shoot, man. There's so many different memories and just moments that were like, fuck. Like, I'm really watching 
one of the best players. I mean, to me, he was the GOAT, like I said, man. Like, no one else could even compare. Like, even when, like, I'm a diehard Laker fan, but even when Shaq left the team, like, I was team Kobe. <laughs> I was like, damn, sorry, Shaq. Like, you're out. You know, you're not a Laker no more. Like, I know, I get it. You were a beast, but you're not a Laker no more, bro. Team Kobe all day. Always Kobe, Kobe. I remember one time uh, I was at Disneyland. I was with some, well, I don't want to mention who I was with, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was getting uh, like those cartoon characters drawn. And I was, they were doing me and um, the guy, we were, we were just talking basketball and the guy's like talking about LeBron and this and that. And I'm like, boy, don't even get me started, man. Like I'm team Kobe over here, you know? So like, don't get me started. And then we were just like going back and forth. Like, you know, like not, not arguing, just like friendly, like talk. And it was, it was funny, man. It was just, it's always, you know, like everyone always wanted to go up against the goat against Kobe. You know, everyone always wanted to be compared to him. So, yeah, man, it's obviously sad what happened, you know, but shoot, what can we do but just remember all the good times, you know, and he definitely gave us a lot, he gave us a lot of good times, a lot of great times, man, from dropping 81 to 62 against the Knicks, man, he killed the Knicks, <laughs> sorry, Spike Lee, <laughs> He killed the Knicks. What was it like when he dropped 60 against the Mavs in three quarters? Was it 60, 62, something like that? Him against, I remember uh, the early days against Kevin Garnett when he was on the Timberwolves. Those were some good games, too. Those were good games. Just, damn, dude. Like I said, man, there's way too many, too many memories, man. Like, it's hard to just, like, sit here and pick them all out that's why I'm kind of scattering around going from his early his early career to like later on because there's just so many bro so many when he got pow you know that was that was sick too when he got pow Gasol on the team they just clicked man Lamar Odom D fish you know he's always he's always been one of those players too to you know he was always one of those players that always pushed his teammates to to be better. And I think, you know, like, what? who wouldn't want a teammate like that? Anywhere, like, in any facet of life, like, if you're working with someone that's pushing you to, you know, like, to be a better worker or to, you know, let's get this shit done quicker, like, let's work together, like, you know, that's what you want, you know? You don't want to be around slackers. <laughs> So, I remember, like, what? I think he, like, punched Sasha Vujicic one time in practice. <laughs> man, that was funny. Because he was just, you know, that competitive, man. Like, he wanted to push you. And if some people couldn't handle it. <laughs> man, I have a funny story, too, about when I was in high school. Uh, our, our basketball coach, one of our varsity coaches, he told us he was on the Lakers, like, summer league or whatever. And, uh... I guess he told us that uh, one time Kobe Bryant made him go get him some ice cream. <laughs> he was like, yo, Rook, go get us some ice cream. And uh, I guess he, I guess Shaq, like, stepped in and was like, because he was a seven-footer, you know, too. And I guess Shaq stepped in and was like, 
hey man, leave us big men alone, man, or something. And, you know, that's just how Kobe was. He was just a funny dude, you know, like, I mean, I didn't know him personally, but I pretty much felt like I did from literally growing up with watching him, dude, throughout the years, so. And then obviously seeing him when once he retired, like, everything that he was doing, man, you know, how he was such a good, like, father, you know, a good role model to his kids, you know, and a good husband to his wife, like, shit, man, you know, he was, like I said, bro, he was the GOAT, he is the GOAT, in my eyes, and, you know, his legacy will forever live on, greatest Laker of all time, um, shoot, man, like, the list just goes on, goes on, like, it's endless, there's way too many. <laughs> like, I could stay here for hours, bro. And I'm not going to do that, though. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Kobe Bean Bryant. It's unfortunate, but we can, like I said, only hold on to the good times and just look back and be thankful, to be honest, that I got to witness that. Like, you know, I know, like, my youngest brother... I mean, the one, yeah, like, the younger generation didn't really get to witness that, like, live, you know? Like, I mean, they probably hear about him now, or, like, maybe the youngsters that are really, like, basketball heads like that, but, you know, to them, they didn't really get to grow up on Kobe like that. They're growing up on, like, Stephen Curry, like, LeBron, you know? Which is cool, but he is a different animal, like I said, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Kobe Bryant, bro. The Mamba. Kobe freaking Bryant, man. You know, when I heard about the news of his passing, I was actually in Lake Arrowhead. And I was in a area that didn't really have a lot of good reception. We, I wasn't getting any notifications that entire weekend. Friday and Saturday were relatively fun. You know, I went with my girlfriend and her family and some of their significant others. So it was a pretty fun weekend, not going to lie. It's always nice to kind of get away a little bit from civilization, get away from the the text messages and all the emails and all the notifications sometimes. So it was really nice. But Sunday around 2.30, my cousin Lorena called. And her and I don't really communicate as much as we probably should or as we used to. And so she called and I was really surprised that I just even got the notification that she was calling. I was kind of shocked by it. And I answered the phone. She had this kind of sense of urgency in her voice. She's like, hey, I didn't see you post anything. Did you hear about the news? And I was like, oh, no. And the way she said it, I just sounded, it sounded like bad. It sounded terrible. And I, I really, you know, because we're cousins, I, I thought her parents are my godparents from baptism. baptism. So I thought maybe something happened to my padrino or madrina. Maybe something happened to our, our grandparents. Something, maybe something happened to another member of the family. That's what my biggest fear was. And when she said Kobe Bryant had passed away, I kind of just like, I was like, what? Like, get you know, get you know, get out of here with that nonsense. Don't be, don't be calling me just to prank me like that. Like, that's not. That was the last thing you could have told me if she called me that day, at that time. I would have guessed like a hundred other things that she could have said, and or a thousand, a million. I would, I would, I would have never just thought, hey, she's gonna call and say Kobe Bryant passed away, and this is how I'm gonna hear the news. And I was shocked, you know. Obviously, 
it took me about five to six times for her to tell me and and confirm with me that it really happened and that there's team z and different articles this is at 2 30 mind you so this is from the people that had told the story to me about them being in civilization this is already two three hours from the from the first story broke about the news so it kind of put a damp and a damper on my whole weekend i didn't ruin it but you know, I was with people who really didn't know sports. I was with people who didn't really know the Lakers or Kobe Bryant like that. I remember it got mentioned because someone else had heard about it. And, you know, people were like, oh, you know, way that's sad. And that was kind of it. Like, that was the most of the conversation. I didn't really have anyone to talk to right away. Later in the day, we did drive up to an area with more reception. I was able to call my homie Waffles. I was able to call my homie or text my friend Shalik, a coworker of mine. And it was just... There was, there was way more people I wanted to contact. There was way more people I wanted to talk to. I couldn't even really like hop on Twitter and Instagram and really see just like the interaction that people were doing. And it just, it broke my heart, man. Kobe Bryant. I, uh, and just seeing this reception that he had got, the reception that he had gotten worldwide, internationally, after his passing, after the news of his passing, and his daughter and the Altobelli family, you know, it was just, it was devastating, man. This this man, to me, was a superhero. He's the closest thing we'll get to a superhero. He was a living legend. Uh, and, you know, we, we talk about people like that all the time. Uh, and there's a lot of people who are put on really high pedestals, from people like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, to people like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, immortalized. These people, you know, and, and you can go back to athletes, too. Uh, you know, Armstrong, Muhammad Ali, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, players like that, they're just, they're going to always be remembered as big, larger than life athletes, right? They were more than just a sport. They were just the entire package and, and people, you know, the, the people that they touched as far as, you know, inspiring them to do great things. It's, it's beyond something that you can count. And that exactly what is Kobe Bryant. If you think about it, something as silly as throwing a ball of trash away, we have this expression. The first thing that comes to our mind when you're throwing trash away, whether you're a basketball fan, whether you're a Laker fan, whether you are someone who doesn't know anything about basketball, you literally say Kobe as you throw something into the trash can. Paper ball, doesn't matter what you're throwing away. And I think that's crazy because there's nothing else comparable to that. Kobe's legend was that big. You, you don't think of any cooking person when you're washing dishes. You don't think I, – I just like I, – I don't want to use that as my only example. But just think about it. Like in any normal activity, whether it's taking out the trash, shaving, uh, cleaning the bathroom, I don't care what it is. There's nothing that is in a normal everyday life where we associate with an athlete. Nothing. Nothing like Jordan. You don't say anything when we, we think of Jackie Robinson. There's no other thing like that. So – you know, Kobe from his commercials to what he did on the court, it all inspired me. I wasn't a Laker fan growing up. I had my Celtics beanie on and the, the banner in the background, you know. But he inspired me through an indirect way, I guess you could say. He inspired me, inspired me indirectly. You know, actually when I was younger, I did root for the Lakers. I wasn't a Laker fan, I would say. I do have a, a Derek Fisher number two Laker jersey because I was a huge Derek Fisher fan. But when Kobe and the Lakers and Kobe and Shaq took the Lakers to the finals three straight times, won three straight championships, 
it was a fun team to watch. Not going to lie. My dad was a big Laker fan. I did like rooting against the team that he usually liked, especially when it came to USC and the Lakers. But nonetheless, that was a fun team to watch. And when they had broken up and you had heard the beef between Kobe and Shaq, and that was the reason why everybody's gone from D. Fish, you know, Rick Fox, Gary Payne and Carl Malone were already on their way out too. But nonetheless, he broke up a really good team. And I was just like, man, screw Kobe. Like that just became my attitude for the next seven years, almost to the last couple of years of his, uh, before he retired. And through this time, I rooted so much against Kobe on the court. You know, every time you play the Celtics, anytime you played, honestly, when the games were back on KCAL nine, I remember watching games with my dad and if they were playing the Suns that night, I was a Suns fan. If they were the, playing the Rockets that night with Ray for Austin and, and T-Mac and all those guys, I was a Suns fan or a Rockets fan. If they were playing the T-Wolves with AK-47 and Kevin Garnett, I was a T-Wolves fan. You know what I mean? It didn't matter who they were playing. I was rooting against Kobe. And more times than not, he you know, proved me wrong. He shut me up. He always ended up coming out on top and helping his team prevail, especially in the fourth quarter. Kobe's mentality and game in the fourth quarter was just different. You know, A lot of people have talked about that on this podcast, so I'm not going to go too in-depth about it. But what's just amazing to me about Kobe is just his overall package as not only as a basketball player, but as a human being. You know, after he retired from basketball, he was so invested into his daughter's, his, you know, his daughter's life. And especially Gigi, the basketball player, he was so into coaching and helping other players at the college level, other players at the high school level. He went down the street to a high school that probably... A lot of people in Orange County have never heard of in Santiago High School in Garden Grove. It's a high school that's very low division. You know, it's, it's down the street from where I work. It's not really a really well-known high school. But he went, when his daughter played there, he drops, drew up some plays and, you know, kind of helped the coaches there. And he didn't have to do that. You know, I, I like that because I've always wanted to give back to Orange County, especially the areas like Santa Ana, Anaheim, Garden Grove, some of the inner parts, of, inner city parts of Orange County. Some of those kids, there's a lot of kids that I've met, whether it's through work or just growing up in the area, you know, that were very underprivileged, man. A lot of talent, but just didn't have the right direction, didn't have the right guidance. And I've always wanted to give back, you know, whether it's starting a nonprofit or starting a scholarship foundation, I I would love to give back to the inner cities of Orange County. And just to see Kobe do all that stuff, give his time, dedicate the time is the most important thing. You know, you can do- you can donate money to people. You can donate, you know, any kind of thing you want. But time, the the fact that he was willing to put his time as a retired basketball player, a player who spent 20 years with one organization, the Los Angeles Lakers, he laid he put everything on the floor and on the court for like just to kind of break it down. I think Kobe after retirement, could have literally just went off the map and, and never said anything to anybody, never been to any basketball game. He could have literally just disappeared because he gave so much of himself to the sport. He gave so much of himself to the war- world with his mama mentality, the brand that he had built, and some of the stuff that he did off the court too. Like He was just larger than life already. He could have just went into hiding and never done anything. But he, And he kind of did for a little bit, but then he had the detail on ESPN+. Plus. He had been around to WNBA games and when his daughter became more active in basketball he was around more basketball games and he was just a part of everything and he was giving speeches that were 
motivating people and inspiring others, which I think was which was fantastic. It's something that I've always aspired to be. I just maybe don't have the platform to do it yet, and I would like to get to that platform one day where I can give back to others in the in the ways that Kobe did. And you know, like I like I said, I was never a Laker fan. I was never a Kobe fan. But when I heard that he had passed, I had, it just broke my heart, man. It broke my heart because Kobe Bryant was, you know, the best of all of us. I, I think um, you always think about great athletes. And I'm sure every great athlete from Michael Jordan to Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, they all worked hard. But it just felt like Kobe Bryant was kind of like one of us. Like he, I don't want to say he was some average dude because obviously he was 6'6". That's not an average dude. But it just seemed like out of all the all-time great NBA players, he was not the most gifted, right? LeBron came in and he was this physical force, extremely athletic, could jump, you know, so high, and and he could he was so powerful, and and you could say the same with a lot of different NBA greats, right? Especially in the new generation, Curry was a blessed shooter from the beginning since his college days, you know, and other players had certain gifts kind of with them. Kobe worked to get all his gifts. I felt like Kobe was that typical blue collar player and if you ask if you ask anybody who's played pickup basketball with me you know from hobby and waffles who were on this podcast joseph who's been on some previous podcasts you, you know i'm a pretty intense guy when i play pickup basketball and i i think not indirectly i picked that up from kobe you know kobe didn't want to lose it didn't matter if it was an all-star game if it was a pickup game at practice like this man was going intense full go anytime there was a basketball opportunity and I love that about him because that's that's what sports were to me. It was an escape. It was a, a chance to win. Like I was the ultimate competitor. I would get mad. <laughs> I remember Joseph and I would go play basketball a lot at the Sac State gym and with some teammates. And, you know, if it's one thing to lose to a team that is better than you. But if you're losing to a team because you guys are taking sloppy shots and, and whatever, I got pissed. Like I would, I remember yelling at my, at my friends who probably just wanted to go – to the gym that night and just you know have a relaxing game of basketball it doesn't matter if they win or lose but to me now I wanted to win you know and I've you know kind of got on certain friends or teammates when we do play these pickup games and it's funny uh, and but I've always picked up I've always admired that intensity by Kobe Bryant and I think indirectly he inspired a lot of that whether it is playing pickup basketball whether it's playing flag football whether it's you know inspiring these kids man I think a lot of what I do with the youth right now too at my job I think Kobe inspired a lot of that as well to to give my full like not to just go half ass I don't do anything half ass if you ask anybody who I ever played sports with went to school with uh I always went 100% for full forward on anything you know and I think Kobe Bryant inspired a lot of that it was it was really tough man like I said just hearing about that news his daughter Altabelli family Kobe Bryant could have, you know, lived on for 40, 50 more years and given the world so much. But all we can do now is try and live through him, live through the Mamba mentality. And that's what he would have wanted, you know. He wouldn't want us to cry and, and mourn hard. And, you know, what I mean, he would want us to get back up to it, wake up early the next day get to the gym or something that you don't want to do if you already go to the gym then that's not something you don't want to do right but get to something that you're maybe not necessarily good at for me is being on top of my reading I want to read at least like five pages a day you know I want to be I go to the gym pretty frequently that's not something that I don't like but I 
you know, I need to get back into reading. I, I want to get back. I just want to be a better person, to be honest. I want to be more aware of my mental health. That's something too. Kobe was so, so aware about. Man, he, he was all facets of the game. Like I was, I was one of the people who worked hard, but I didn't take time for myself. Take time to relax. Take time to have a mental break. And you know, it cost me a few times. And now I'm starting to learn how to do that. But I just want to become an overall better person, a better boyfriend, a better son, a better youth mentor, a better employee. Just a better person, you know, because I know Kobe Bryant would have wanted it. And, you know, I still don't have my first tattoo, but when I do save up some money, I'm going to get Mama Mentality right here on my chest, over my heart. Just because that's something I've lived by and Kobe Bryant taught me indirectly. So rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all the, the times that I rooted against you. Thank you for inspiring all my friends to do great things. Thank you for inspiring generations before me and, and, and generations after me and generations to come. I hope your mama mentality lives on forever and ever. I hope you and Gigi are in heaven just having the time of your lives. And I hope to see you one day. Noah Alvarez back here with the My Mike and I podcast. And I want to thank everybody who listened to episode 91 of the podcast as we wrap things up. But before we wrap things up, too, I want to thank everybody that was a part of this week's show. From RJ to Chris Bullock, Knife, Victor Vasquez, Greg O'Neill, Ben, Mack, I forgot your guys' last name, Shalik, Charles Osgood, um, everyone that was a part of this week's show. Alec Romero, don't want to forget him. I hope I got everyone down. Javi Lopez, Rafael, a.k.a. Wafs, The Barber, Martinez, YBG, and Jules. All of you guys, everyone who was a part of this show, Really thank you guys for opening up and sharing your favorite Kobe stories, sharing what Kobe meant to you. I know it's been tough for a lot of my friends and a lot of uh, people here in the Southern California area since his passing, but continue to live on with that Mamba mentality. That's what Kobe would have wanted, for sure. Now, if you really like this podcast, be sure to go hop on. I'd really appreciate it if you guys went on to Apple Podcasts, left a rating and review. Um, let people know what you liked most about the show or if you liked any of the previous podcast episodes in the my mike and i podcast library i'd greatly appreciate it guys also if you're listening on spotify and soundcloud be sure to hit that follow button maybe leave a comment if you're listening on soundcloud again much appreciated and if you want to contact me about anything on the show whether it's giving me feedback or you're interested on being a part of the show Hit me up on the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I or on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Thanks everyone for listening to the show. Thanks to everyone who was a part of this show and made this dream of mine possible. One more time, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, a living legend. I promise to carry the Mamba mentality throughout my life and pass it on for generations to come. Much love to everyone listening to this week's My Mike and I podcast. I'm Noah Alvarez, the host, signing off. Till next time.